This is Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. I'm Johnny Hart talking to Oanda senior market analysts across the world. Let's join Craig Earlham in London. Good afternoon, Craig. Good afternoon. Let's start with the big story of the day so far and those US CPI figures. And a drop in inflation over the last 12 months will be a welcome relief to markets, mainly down to energy prices, and it was the smallest increase in more than a year. So good news. Yeah, really good news. I mean, it was in line with market expectations, broadly speaking. The one beat came from the month-on-month figure, which declined by 0.1%. The expectation was for zero, so it's actually the first monthly decline in two and a half years. So these are really good figures. I mean, I think what the markets wanted to avoid today was a nasty shock because we're so used to kind of it sometimes one step forward, two steps back, or two step forward, one step back. It doesn't really feel like it's ever been comfortable uh, over the course of the last 18 months or so. But now it seems that we've had a few months where the data has been really positive, especially when you take into consideration the jobs report. I mean, at one point, a few weeks back, it was saying, well, the inflation data is telling us one thing. The surveys are pointing to a slowdown. The housing data is pointing to a massive economic contraction. And then we look at the jobs data and we're seeing tightness in the labour market, strong wage growth. It's almost like we're talking about two entirely different countries. And then we had that jobs report on Friday and we saw moderate jobs growth. We saw slower wage growth. We saw more participation, so more slack in the labour market. And then we had that massive revision to November. So all of a sudden that corrected all of those fears that we had in the labour market, suggesting we are seeing a slowdown, but not obviously anything too severe. And then we've got this good inflation data. And now we've seen five or six months of declining annual inflation in the US, core inflation as well falling back as well to 5.7%. And suddenly we're on a really good trajectory and you've got the lagging effect from monetary policy as well. It's no wonder investors have become much more optimistic over the last couple of weeks. Now, rather than talking about another supersized rate hike, we've got markets pricing in almost entirely a 25 basis point rate hike at the next meeting on the 1st of February, which allows for a slower pace, even falling to zero at some point if the data allows for it. Already since the inflation data was released, we've had the Fed's Harker coming out and saying that he thinks 25 basis points will be appropriate going forward, alluding to this idea that you can now absorb data, small rate hikes, take fewer risks, that the inflation data has been really positive. All of a sudden, new year, new tone, and hopefully a lot more optimism going forward. Or maybe I'm just getting carried away and like say that kind of the festivities are still flowing through my veins. Although that is two good pieces of data in a row now with those non-farm figures that you mentioned. Obviously, the question is whether or not it's going to have a big impact on what the Fed decides. You've already said the money is on a 25 basis points hike, which is a lot lower than many had predicted six months ago. What about the long term? What is going to be the terminal rate as far as markets are concerned? So we'd already seen the markets pricing in something just shy of 5%. And I think we've fallen a little bit further than that again. I think really what we're seeing now, not only are we seeing a lower terminal rate, so I wouldn't surprise me if we kind of settle in the 475 to 5% range. So that would imply 50 basis points in total of more rate hikes between now and the end of this tightening cycle. And again, personally, I really wouldn't be surprised to see just 25 basis points in February and maybe the Fed go on hold if the data does allow for it. And I wouldn't be surprised if it does. But also you've got markets now pricing in rate cuts later in the year, which is much earlier than what the Fed wants us to believe. But at the same time, Harker's comments have been 
relatively dovish compared to what we've heard from the Fed recently. But really, what the Fed is trying to do, because it's lost a bit of that credibility from this transitory commentary that we saw late 2021, early 2022, and also I think therefore its communication has become less influential in the markets when it's trying to be honest and truthful. I almost feel like they've gone the other way and they're trying to almost meet expectations in the middle. So the markets are perceiving a bit more dovishness. So the Fed is almost behaving in a much more hawkish manner so that somewhere in the middle is where the markets will meet roughly aligned with what it wants the market positioning to be as far as interest rates are concerned. What it doesn't want is for it to be perceived to be more dovish. All of a sudden we see a loosening of financial conditions and the Fed believes that that to be a risk to their ultimate inflation goal. So I do believe that that's what we're seeing. So I really wouldn't be surprised if we see 25 and done on February the 1st. But it seems that markets are now, like you say, basically all in on 25 base points on February the 1st. We may finally be near the end of the tightening cycle and then have a better idea on what the economic consequences are going to be. And many economists are now suggesting inflation is going to really drop down 5% of the next year and will, within 18 months, get to near the Fed's 2% target. And obviously that differs from economist to economist and from firm to firm. And I think that's the interesting thing. We are still in this unknown world. I mean, there's so much unknowns and uncertainty still. It's easy to be more optimistic when we're seeing oil prices at $80 a barrel, when we're seeing gas prices at pre-invasion levels, when we're seeing a little bit more stability uh, as well, and when we're seeing a bit more optimism in financial markets. But things change, especially when we're talking about the war in Ukraine, Russian oil output, OPEC+, plus disruptions to European supplies, uh, all of these things which have created so much noise and so much volatility in the inflation numbers over the course of the last 18 months. These things can change for the worse again. There's also a lot more optimism in equity markets. Well, tomorrow is the start of earnings season. We could see some quite shocking uh, revelations on that front, not necessarily talking mass layoffs, terrible numbers but you could see companies being much more pessimistic than investors currently seem uh, and therefore that could put a bit of a downer on equity markets over the coming weeks potentially as well there's a lot that we've got to take on china's another big unknown and all of this as well world's second largest economy biggest importer of crude oil the covid transition that we're seeing there the economic bounce back that's perceived for later on in this year there's a lot for the markets to absorb but right now we're in a more optimistic place and after the 12 months we've just gone through, who's going to begrudge us that? And as far as the commodities are concerned, gold has been particularly sensitive to these market movements in terms of inflation and interest rates. How have these figures affected gold today? Positively, I mean, gold has done really well. It's had a really good start to the year. In fact, the last couple of months of 2022, we saw gold rallying. But going into the end of December, we were seeing it lose a lot of momentum. So all of a sudden, it seemed prime for a bit of a correction. And then it started this year on a real front foot. We saw more momentum. We saw it rallying once more towards this kind of 1880, 1920s zone. Now, if you look over the last few years, that's been a real big zone of support and resistance for gold. So all of a sudden we started to see it slide again around those levels, maybe lose a bit of momentum around that point going into this inflation report. Today we're trading around 1890, up more than half a percent on the day. So we've seen a real positive move on that front as well. Whether it will be enough to propel it through that resistance zone or whether we may consolidate, even see a small correction in the aftermath of this CPI because it was in line with expectations. It wasn't a big beat. It's a really positive number. But had we seen a 
beat, therefore lower inflation uh, monthly and yearly numbers. We could have potentially seen it propel itself above that zone. We haven't seen that at this point, but it, I think it's doing really well. All of a sudden, we are looking at gold and saying, wow, we could actually be seeing it targeting or, or looking up towards $2,000 at some point over the course of the coming months. I mean, a few months ago, that didn't really look that conceivable. And now we could be looking at a 19 handle uh, once again. But it's elsewhere that we're seeing these moves as well. Obviously, oil markets are doing quite well on the prospect of a better economy this year and the next year. I mean, we were talking about so much doom and gloom, recessions, low growth, etc. And now we're talking about the US not falling into recession, the euro area maybe even not even falling into recession, China bouncing back strongly in the second half of this year. Unfortunately, we're not seeing that optimism flow into the UK, but we do seem to be the negative anomaly in all of this. Even Bitcoin. I mean, Bitcoin we've seen trading between 16 and 70,000 for most of the festive period, not really getting carried away in any positive movements that we were seeing throughout the rest of financial markets dragged down by the negative consequences of the FTX debacle. And in the last couple of days, it's caught on to that risk rally. It's kind of ridden the wave. And now we're seeing up 3% on the day above $18,000. And I'm sure there's a lot more optimism that with it trading not too far now from those mid-December peaks that we could see it gather a little bit of momentum to the upside if broader financial market risk appetite does remain more positive. So like I say, when cryptos are even getting in on the moves, then you know there is a lot more optimism in these markets. Again, it's going to be really volatile. There's going to be ups and downs. The next down could easily just be tomorrow when we get JP Morgan report, for example. But at this point in time, it's been a really positive start to the year. The first couple of weeks have been really good. Craig Earlham in London. Thanks for joining us today. Thank you very much. Market Insights, the Market Pulse podcast by Oanda. 